Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Nathan Sather, and I'm your host this morning. And I have exceptionally great news. I just teased you in the last segment that we're going to be we're going to have Joe Hendricks here in studio, but we're not. I completely lied to you. We have improved upon Joe immensely, and we are now joined by the illustrious Brian Wilburn right here in studio in Fargo. Brian, welcome to Real Presence Live. Hey, thanks, Nathan. It's great to be on. Now, please tell me that something bad has happened to Joe. Yeah, Joe, uh, he, uh, yes, something terrible <laughs> happened to him, and it, now you have me. Now, yep. did, did he know that I was going to be hosting, and so he like completely refused? He said, Brian... You are the bike race. You should be on there to talk about this event. Well, and I've been saying that for a long time. The only reason this is successful is because of your efforts there at the Newman Center. <laughs> you know, I've ridden in it a lot of years. I really yeah. have. Now, for the one listener somewhere in Wyoming who doesn't know who the famous Brian Wilburn is, tell us a sure. little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So I am the director of development for St. Paul's Newman Center at North Dakota State University. I've been there for just about the past six years. And what I do is I help Father Cheney and lead up the team on the fundraising side and alumni relations side of the Newman Center. And I get to do a lot of work when it comes to, yeah, this bike race event. And before that, I was a student there from 2007 to 2011, hence why I had to ride in the bike race from a while back, and I came to like it. So, why a bike race? Why not a, a walk run, or why why not you know just go to Joe's house and I've eat n- cheeseburgers? Because <laughs> no one will support you for that. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, a bike race. I've never been one who likes running. If you're listening and you like running, I'm sorry. I just unless someone is chasing me, what is the point of running for running? But I do. So the bike race it was started in 1986. Did they have bikes back then? Yeah. Uh, well, there was some guy, I think Greg Lamont or something. He had okay, a bike. He had a yeah, bike? The he one did. guy? Okay, he did. Okay, just okay, him. Gotcha. Lance Armstrong hadn't come around yet and that hadn't happened. But <laughs> they had bikes. And Father, it was Father Kinsler and Father Ermer. It was like 1986. You know, if you heard Father Cheney tell the story, he's, he tells it well. And he's, you know, oh, yeah, each of them needed a, one needed a roof. Somebody needed a carpet. There was a lot of carpet in, in the seven, in the 80s, you know. Yeah, so shag we, carpet. It was needed awful. It. Yeah, yeah, we needed yeah. that. It was something like that. Each of them had a need. And they're like, well, what the heck? Let's get the competition involved. And UND will compete against NDSU. And we will base the winner on the number of riders each school can bring, the top 20 times between the school, and then the amount of money each of the schools can raise. And that was how the bike race started. And I, you know, I'm sorry to say for our side that for the first 10 years, I'll be honest, on that trophy, you're going to see UND. <laughs> but there's more to the story there. There really is. Well, and I, and I think we need to get a little bit to the, to the story because recent history is not the same as what we might call early history. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, it's, there's been evolutions in this race. You know, it started off, each of the schools would bike about 40 miles and meet in the middle in Hillsboro. And then what happened was we started, I think initially they did that, and then they realized, well, wait a minute, in this competition, if we're each going to meet in the middle, how does that factor wind? Well, it didn't factor wind. You know, somebody always gets, gets kind of hosed with the wind, and it's the guy from the south. So we had to change that up, and I think they adjusted that. But in recent times, what it's evolved to now is we, each of the schools will, uh, we will bring riders to Hillsboro, and then we bike together for 25 miles. And NDSU, we've been on a good streak. We've won six, the last six years in a row. So we're hoping to keep the streak alive. Um, yeah, I've been riding that race. When I first rode in the race, honestly, it's a great thing that students get to do because they get to 
no matter where you're at in your faith, anybody obviously can ride on a bike and get involved in the Newman Center so everybody can partake in it. And alumni too, community members, anyone can ride in this race. Um, but for the students, yeah, I mean, they got me to ride as a student and it was, uh, I, I, I was not prepared. Somebody was like, Hey, you should ride in the bike race in Newman center. No, I, th- I think you had one of those moon seaters, right? With the little bells <laughs> on it. Was I that- had my middle school mountain bike. So the tires were not anything special. I, I had this weighed about 50 pounds and they're like, Hey, ride in the bike race. And I was like, Oh, sure. And then like, I think a day before they're like, and it's 40 miles. And I was like, 40 miles. I can't ride 40 miles on this bike. And I thought I'm going to die. And then miraculously, the Lord heard my pleas and prayer because it snowed that year. The night before the bike race snowed like six inches and the, the campus minister staff associate at the time, Tiffany Splonskowski it was, yeah, yeah. she would not cancel the race. So I'm going to bed at midnight and there's like four inches of snow on the ground. And I'm like, they can't have the race tomorrow. This can't happen, but they wouldn't say it. And then finally, I think it was like 6 a.m. They're like, guys, it's canceled this year. We're not going to ride. And I was like, good, because I'm going to die. And Right. I, that was how I and started. And you wouldn't off. be here. You never would have worked at the Newman Center. I never would have been able to come back and work at the Newman Center. So the Lord knew all it, along. It's almost yeah. as if the, the 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 evil one was trying to sabotage future Newman Center, and and God had it snow to preserve future Newman Center, so you could be. I there. like to think that it was just for me. Yeah, the Lord, it was solely for me. There was a lot of people that trained really hard that year, and they were bummed out. But it wasn't about them. It was about me. Yeah, they, no, they, definitely not. They, they they can run if they want to. Right? Yeah, yeah, they can run. Yeah. yeah, but the bike race, it's uh, it's grown a lot. Yeah, it has become. Um, and this last year really made it. I, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that, but. It's been usually a few hundred riders from each school is, is what it comes out to. You know, I know at NDSU, we had had, the most we've had was we brought like 280 riders uh, a few years back now. Um, but even last year, we almost matched that. So we had to adapt it, obviously, last year. Yeah, how, how did that look? Uh, well, with COVID, you couldn't get hundreds of riders together, you know, in close proximity and riding on bikes. Um, you can't ride six feet apart? Come on. I'm, you know, I'm not going to get into it, Nathan. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, so we had to, we had to make an adjustment. Um, and what we did is we made it where instead of the top 20 times between the schools, we changed the category to, to total miles biked for each school. And so you could bike, we said online, what that means is we had a, you could use an app called Strava and track the miles that you do, whether that's on your Peloton at home or whether you went out and rode on the, on the pavement somewhere, you can bike anywhere and submit your miles for your school. And so it was fun. We did that. And people, honestly, what we found out is, despite the fact we've been killing students for years, not literally here, figuratively, getting them on a bike and ride, having them ride miles and miles, people really liked the bike race. They really liked an opportunity to give back and, and to be involved. And we had 278 riders for NDSU last year from all around the country who biked in this thing and submitted miles. So that's that was really exciting, really um, shocking for us that so many people wanted to be a part of it. So you, you couldn't just like say, "Hey, I biked 50 miles." You had to go into the app, do an NDSU thing, and it would submit it to you for mm-hmm. calculation. So mm-hmm. I had no chance of winning, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, we didn't go for speed. No, no, we didn't. Uh, but you had to, yeah, you had to submit your miles. And honestly, Strava was the preferred way to do it. The main thing is that you can prove you did do the miles, and we. We capped it last year at 25. We're actually, this year, we are not going to cap the amount of miles that you could bike. Um, we're still allowing for the remote option just because, you know, things are still transitioning back. People, um, and it allows people from anywhere to still be a part of the bike race. So that's what we're going to do. But we will have an in-person race 
We uh, are racing. We there are going to race. race. There will be a yes. race in Hillsboro. Um, it's going to look, you know, probably it'll be, you know, get your bike and get up to Hillsboro and meet us there. And we will all, we will ride. Okay. So what, what, what is the date? The date is April 24th, Saturday, April 24th. It is the last Saturday in April. And what it'll look like is usually the race kicks off at um, 8 a.m. We get together for the kind of briefing and everything like that. And then we, we usually head up to Hillsboro. So probably the race start time will be somewhere between 8, 9 o'clock. Um, the best details, you know, for our side of the race is bisoncatholic.org. And I know for UND, you can go up and look at UND's website and see what they have for their start time. What is that website? Uh, well, you know, so I it's, feel like you're a little biased here. You know, it's, oh, here's, here's the NDSU <laughs> website, but if you want to ride for UND, there's nothing I can do for you. you. Know, it's I, just Google or something, you know. If you're going to ride for UND, I just also recommend going to bisoncatholic.org and signing up for the NDSU site. No, I think UNDcatholic.org. Well, well, if you sign up on the bisoncatholic.org, you sign up on then, the bisoncatholic. Then, then that also is signing up for UND, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Totally. Isn't it amazing? We only had four UND riders this year. You're going to get that? so many angry calls coming in here. Unit well, UND, you know, it's, it's a great school. Well, who said that? Someone. Someone. Someone had you. to have said it. I, yeah, someone said oh, it. No. Ralph Engelstead, I think, said it. Oh, Mr. Mr. Engelstead? Mr. Engelstead, as I know him. Now, now uh, for, for clarity's sake, Father Luke is still the, the pastor up there, right? Yep, Father Luke Meyer. And, and he, he's never won... A bike race year since he's been there, right? You said that, Nathan, but yes, no, I'm just, that is I'm just, true. Just, just to clarify, so I'm just trying to make our listeners aware, we're really not sabotaging anything, because there really isn't anything to sabotage. No, is, not, is that, is that fair? not at this time, not, no. They've done, you know, I, I, I will give uh, Father Luke credit, they have improved each year that I've seen him do it. They've, they've been getting more riders, raising more funds, and uh, it's, I just like it, because, and it, but now, this is... You know, I don't know if I should bring this up on air. I, th- I but, think you should. Well, Father Cheney and Father Luke, you'd have to ask them between them uh, who, who tends to take first more often than not out of the two of them. As far as time? Yeah. Well, it's got to be Father Cheney. The guy's like 90 years old and he's well, still Well, like I said, you'll have to ask the priest who, who well, takes first. I, I, I've worked with him in, in a military setting He's before. pretty good. He's the pretty good. The guy's in shape. I don't know There's if no I could joke. beat him on the bike. Father Cheney... He always he has this thing he throws out. It seems like he throws this gauntlet where he says, "If you can beat the old man, I'll give you a dollar." You know, anybody that beats me, and so you know, he doesn't have to pay out many dollars. I'll Is that a that. U.S. dollar? Because he's kind of cheap. <laughs> well, it wasn't adjusted for inflation since well, he started so, yeah. at the Newman Center, and that was a long time ago. But yeah, yeah, I, I I wouldn't doubt that for a minute. But but seriously, he's in great shape. Like we our our PT tests are on a hundred point scale. He's always ninety eight or higher. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he was on the Bison football team. He was a walk-on. I don't know if anybody out there like knows Like he that. walked on the field and they told him to leave? Uh, it's a good story. You'd have to hear him tell it. But, yeah, he did. He did play for him. He was, uh, he's been, yeah, he's in good shape. I, I, I had no idea he played for the football team. Yep, he's got a picture on his desk there, you know. Conference. Well, that doesn't mean nothing. Well, yeah, well, I guess that's true. He could have doctored. But, no, he has, he's in the picture. He showed Photoshopped. Well, it's pretty grainy. It's bad Photoshop if it's Photoshop, but, but I think it's, it's the real deal. But if it's a dated photo, bad Photoshop would be good Photoshop in this case. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's just say yes. That's, 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 that's definitely what I'm going with. So April 24th, that's, that's yeah, the Yeah, Saturday, that's the April 24th. You can sign up yeah, at either bisoncatholic.org, undcatholic.org, and... You wait, can, wait, you know the UND website? I, I hope that that's their website, Nathan. I'm so saying that off, the, that off the cuff, okay. and I'm really hoping that's right. <laughs> Eli, um, can we make that? We, all right, we yeah, got, that, we got yeah, our, our crack research team it getting is, on it right uh, now. <laughs> but it, literally anyone can ride in this race. You don't have to be a student. 
it's really a great way to help support the Newman centers. Um, you know, I'm sure we can get into that, but it is, um, like it's, it's a great opportunity for anybody and you don't even have to bike the full 25 miles. You could put in five miles for your school if you're biking remotely. That's the nice thing about the remote option is even a mom with kids, you just pull your kids for a few miles, submit them for your school. So it's, you meet in Hillsborough, and then there's, a, I'm assuming, a road. You go not north or south, but west or something, and then you're just going down and, we and go, coming back. So We people... go to east-west, yeah. So we, we ride a route um, that goes to Caledonia and back, and we it ends up being, yeah, about 25 miles. For the remote people, mm-hmm. anywhere. But, but, but even if you're there, you, you know, you mentioned the mom with the kids, whatever, you, you go three miles, little, little interesting, Susie breaks interesting. A, a leg we, or something, you can turn around and it's a six mile ride for you. I don't know about that. We can, we okay. haven't, we haven't had somebody yeah, okay. do that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure these things out. These get these details. <laughs> Joe would have had all these details, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but, but we'll get all these details, including that illustrious or elusive UND website on the other side of this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart, and he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life, and that I've given my life to Jesus and the church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio. listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Nathan Sather. I'm joined here in this segment, not by Joe Hendricks, but by the illustrious Brian Wilburn. We're talking a little bit about the UND NDSU bike race that's coming up here. At the end of April, on April 24th, it's your chance to 
participate either through participation, actively riding your bike, or you know financially through uh, donating to either one of these two organizations. Our crack research team has done the research necessary. Yes, undcatholic.org is the website to go if you want to support um, the other place. The other, um, the other side. The, 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 the less effective or less, less pastoral. What's the word I want to use here? Not, you know, they're, they're the other Newman Center the, oh, right, in the, the state. Other, yes. The other Newman yes. Center the other in Newman the state. Center. Is there only two Newman Centers in the state? I actually, I think that now there are two Newman Centers. There used to be more Newman Centers. Okay. But now there's just the two of them here at the state. Right. And what does the Newman Center do, Brian? The Newman Center, named after Cardinal John Henry Newman, St. John Henry yeah. Newman. That's kind of recent, so we have to get used to saying that. He, uh, basically, they, what they are is they are the Catholic centers for uh, at a lot of secular colleges out there, just secular meaning non-religious, public universities. Um, they didn't have, obviously, a Catholic center. So what they would do is uh, these Newman centers sprouted up, and they are all, they're not connected um, other than being in the same diocese. Uh, one Newman Center is not, you know, necessarily like another Newman Center, but what they all do is they provide a space for um, the sacraments, for um, the Catholic presence at the campus. And that is, our, our Newman Center, I can speak to, has been at NDSU as a club form since 1928, and then we had our wow. first building in 1948, and then the F5 tornado came by, and since it was like a Quonset hut, it, you know, tornadoes have extreme prejudice for Quonset huts, and so it took it out. <laughs> And from the insurance policy there, they were able to build um, what used to be our, our facility uh, in 1958 and was there until about two years ago. And we tore it down to build the new current Newman Center that we're working on um, at 12th and University here in Fargo. And I've, I've, I've seen the, I guess, construction project mm -hmm. is the right word. I'm excited. Yeah. It's looking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, when you're thinking like, think France, think Notre Dame. You're not even going to remember that church once you see the Newman Center. What That's, church is that? I, I don't. You won't even remember exactly. Yeah. No. But we're hoping it'll be really beautiful, uh, and it's going to be so exciting for the students. We're we're excited that a lot of them are are looking forward to it, and we also are going to have uh, faith based housing, eighty three beds, so eighty three people could live at this Newman Center while they're going to college there, and that's mm -hmm. going to be you know open. To NDSU and also to the Tri College, and, and and I have been joking with you a lot because Joe deserves it, and and because I, I really do enjoy your company, Brian. But the fact of the matter is, the Newman Center, in my opinion, if if you think of war, you think of conflict. I'm a military guy. I, I think in those terms. Where's your front line, right? The front line for destroying people's faith is the college campus. Absolutely. Lots of people, very faithful. All of a sudden, they get out of their their normal. All, you know, what do we want to call it? like an incubator kind of environment where they're kind of safe and protected and things are kind of normal and whatnot, boom. Then you become an adult and you sit in a classroom with a college professor or other students and suddenly all these things are attacked. Mm -hmm. and, and now you have to make your own decisions, right? Am I going to go to mass on Sunday or am I going to sleep in? And it's very easy. I think when I was in youth ministry, um, a faithful mass attending student at the age of 18, there's an 85% chance they will not be at the age of 30. So that college experience is huge yeah. and, and, and not in favor of, of Jesus, of evangelization, of, of our faith. And so that is the most important place that we can provide real ministry mm -hmm. to confront a culture that is becoming more and more antagonistic to Christian ideas. And I mean, all you have to do is wake up and look outside and see that. So there isn't a place I think that's more important to support than a Newman Center. Yeah, no, thanks, Nathan. That's that's uh, definitely at the the heart of the passion that Father Cheney and I'm sure Father Luke too have for the mission that we do. 
It is. It is that front line. We and as a as a church, we should invest so much in in educating, catechizing, and evangelizing our young people. And we do that. You know, K through twelve, we we do a lot with the Catholic school. But historically, that's kind of where the the hole was was college. You send them off, and you just assume, yeah, they're great, but they're actually at the most vulnerable, and they're at they're at the most vulnerable, and they're also um, when they're going to face the most pressure for their faith and that, and what do we have for them? And historically what, what would happen is you were lucky if you had, you know, even a center, you're lucky if you had maybe a full-time priest and we're, we're blessed. Each of the Newman centers here, we have both, we have a center and we have a full-time priest and we actually, each of us have a focus team and, you know, the fellowship of Catholic university students. And that's been a real godsend to the church and to the ministry. Yeah, absolutely. And I've always appreciated going to the Newman center and seeing the faith of kids that are there and it is easy for me to get discouraged, like, oh, man, the world is mm-hmm. literally going to the hockey sticks place in a handbasket. But yet you come to the Newman Center, and here's kids that are much younger than me, on fire for Jesus, talking about Jesus. Every year, Father Cheney has me teach that how to avoid marrying a jerk class. We're actually doing that this Saturday. How not to marry a jerk or jerkette? Yeah. Well, I think the jerkette part is dumb. But, yeah, <laughs> how to avoid marrying a jerk class. And many times I've gone there. you got 20 to 30 Catholic students on a Saturday in February, it's freezing cold outside, and they wake up early because they want to live in long-term, safe, happy, healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's the actual hard-nosed, on-the-ground impact that the Newman Center has in the lives of people who I would never would have done that when I was in college. Yeah. Probably, never. Yeah, that, well, that's... That's, yeah. I mean, it was, for me, I'm happy to be back with Father Cheney and, and fundraising for this. I am biased. I think it's the, the best mission in the diocese. But the reason I think that is because it was huge in my own faith. It was a turning point, I think, for a lot of young people. You know, you grow up and there's kind of the, what do your parents want? Then there's, you know, what do I want? But with the Newman Center, what it actually helped me discover was, what does God want? And it changed everything when you encounter Jesus Christ, and that's what the Newman Center provides. And I see that, you know, I go to St. St. and Joachim here in Fargo, and I see— Great parish. Yeah, great parish. I look around, and I see a lot of these young families, and I know they came out of Newman Centers. Um, and that's that's what it's doing, is it's changing it. You know, my wife and I, um, yeah, I mean, that's the first thing we look at is how can God be the center of it? Uh, we're not to the Nathan Sather standard yet. We have only four kids in six years. Um, but, you know, we're trying. We're trying here. Well, but, but you're on a rate that's much higher. Uh, you know, it's kind of like you know, the, I never uh, looked at it that way. Yeah, but, yeah like by the time you're done, you're 18. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. a can't stop, won't yeah. stop kind well, of mentality. Of yeah, well, I mean, yeah. You're, you are. <laughs> Morris you're, probably listening right now, my wife, and she's like, "How? <laughs> how dare you?" You're dedicated yeah. to success. You know, you're, you're not going to settle for anything less than the absolute best. I, we're just, you know, what God wants, and we're, you know, taking it, taking a year at a time, having fun. But no, I mean, it's the Newman Centers are really changing lives, and it is exciting, like you said. Um, I know that they had to, they have a student-led retreat each semester. Last semester, they had, I think, 42 retreatants go on that retreat that the students lead. Um, between UND, NDSU, and I think Northern State and Aberdeen, they sent like 150 students to the Focus Conference this year. And I know, talking to the students, hearing back from that, they had a great experience again. It's just an awesome opportunity to encounter Christ. And really, you think about it, before it's before you get busy with life, with work, yeah, with family— yeah. It's a great opportunity to actually ask the question of what God wants for your life and to go deeper. Yep. Bisoncatholic.org for the winning team and UNDCatholic.org for the not quite so winning team. So that's, that's how people sign up? We'll see. You know, see, it's, it's, 
Yes, that's how they sign up right there. Gotcha. Outstanding. Well, thank you, Brian, for your time today. We always appreciate you. And uh, thank you for joining me on Real Presence Live. Hey, this thanks, morning. Nathan. Yeah. Eli, what's happening here on the uh, next episode of Real Presence Live? Hey, thanks, Nathan. Great show today. And just, uh, you know, we do want to uh, tell those UND listeners that, you know, you are still important. You do matter to us here at Real Presence Radio. Um, you know, no do matter I what have Nathan to say says. That? Or, no, I just said Oh, okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted by Father Craig Vosick. Coming to you live from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. He'll start off the show with Dr. Leroy Husengay and Dr. James Link of the University of Mary, talking about being made in the image and likeness of God. Then Dr. Rebecca Raber, also from the University of Mary, will join us to talk about the significance of sacred music during Holy Week. Mm -hmm. Plus, later in the show, Dr. John Kincaid will tell, talk to us about St. Paul and a new covenant Jew. All this and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. The sacred music segment. Uh, I think it was John Paul II. Don't don't quote me. I don't want people writing in and telling me I misquoted something. But I'm pretty sure he said that the purpose of liturgical music is to lead you to silence. And that's always stuck with me since I first heard that. Right? Like we shouldn't come out of mass like clapping and cheering like we were at a you know Elton John concert or something like that. It should lead us to that profound encounter with Jesus, which. Generally speaking, God is found in the silence, not in the noise or the bustle or even the bike race. Yeah, the bike race. Not <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely a great show today. I want to thank all of our listeners for, for tuning in. We had a lot of fun today. It was a great blessing for me. I, I mentioned how cold it was this morning when I woke up. But certainly it was a blessing to have Brian. Brian is uh, becoming a very good friend of mine, um, and I would certainly enjoyed the segment with him. Now, I have interviewed many people on Real Presence Radio. My best interview to date was with Father Mitch Pacwa. Absolutely was at the, one of the Eucharistic Congresses, Congresses here. Uh, my interaction with him was absolutely outstanding, but I do have to admit this, this segment that I just had with Brian was definitely my favorite of all time. Uh, I would not have had nearly as much fun with Brian if I had to like actually prepare to talk to Brian. I was ready to talk to Joe and it was going to be dull and dry and boring. And then, <laughs> you know, Brian shows up and life got a lot better. So I want to thank all of you for, for listening again to Real Presence Radio, and let's close our time here in this uh, show with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dearest Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift that is Real Presence Radio. May the words that are said across these airwaves impact people in a positive way to bring them closer to you, their church, and each other. We ask this through Christ our Lord, amen. Thank you. Or, I'm sorry, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, thank you for listening to Real Presence Live this morning. We hope that you continue to love the truth and, of course, do good. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.